Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Sour Pad Podcast. I am your host, Lady, and I'm with Amara. Hey. Hope you're all doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite cases of all time. Today, we're talking about Colton Harrismo, aka the Barefoot Bandit. So, this guy literally lived like a movie. He lived like GTA. He was running away from the police, from the FBI. He was in the wanted list, not the most wanted, but like wanted list. And he would steal boats, planes at one point, cars. He would be doing all of this while a teenager. He had quite a bit of a messed up childhood. And I believe that's what shaped him to be something like this. But his life is just a whole movie. It's like... It's like, it kind of makes me feel that, like, when I grow up, I won't have many stories to tell my my grandchildren. Like, yeah. oh, I used to do this and that. But this guy has plenty of stories, let me tell you that. And he's actually not that old. He should be, like, early 30s by now. So wow. he's pretty young, yeah. Pretty young. But the age of, he actually started um, living in the woods at the age of seven or something. And by the age of 12, he already had, one conviction that was his first conviction at the, age of t- at the age of 12 for like stolen property and by 13 years old he had like three more so this was a serious habit okay yeah. so he was um so this is colton harris moore he was born on the 22nd of march 1991 so he was born to his mother who was allegedly verbally abusive you know neighbors have said that they made several calls to child protection because they believed that he was being uh, abused or neglected. And I think that he was somewhat being neglected because it kind of reflects in his, um, in the way that he acts, you know. And okay. to his dad, who happened to be abusive and apparently a drug abuser or something, and he walked out on them when they were quite young after like a family dispute or something. And I've heard somewhere that the last time... Uh, Carlton actually saw his dad. His dad was angry, and he was choking him. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So this was quite an intense, um, <laughs> quite an intense last yeah. encounter with your father before he leaves you. You know. Mm-hmm. So actually, on April two thousand eight, he makes an escape from a halfway house. So a halfway house is basically where um, difficult, kind of like troubled children go to. Um, they put them in there, they help them, they give, they make them do activities. You know, people that are also, like, addicted with drugs and everything, it's kind of, like, a center to rehabilitate you into society, to act, quote-unquote, normal, you know? Yeah. But um, he actually escaped, like, a three-year sentence in there, and he just walked out of the way for halfway house. And from there, this whole adventure started, and it was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't want to be glamorizing this. Stealing is bad, okay? don't do it but his life was just i don't want to say i don't want to use the word the word amazing but it was so much okay so the things that he would do is that he would steal cars and then he would drive them to wanted destination destinations he would break into vacation home vacation homes and he would you know he would uh, get food anything that he needed and at one point it was recorded that he went to I believe a vacation home and then Jakan would just soak himself in the bath and got some food and did whatever. So it seemed like sometimes you break into other people's houses just to see how the other people were living, to see what he was missing. You know? Yeah, it wasn't that's weird. Yeah. 
kind of weird and kind of sad because he wasn't born in the privileged household, you know. So to 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 break into somebody's house to see how they're living, it may, it just says that you wish you lived in that kind of environment, maybe. So he will break into small businesses for food and money, and he will steal like quite large amounts of money. For example, he broke into this one particular um, shop or restaurant or whatnot, and he broke one of the um, like uh, what's it called safes and took about three thousand dollars from there from like restaurants and etc. Et he stole an infrared reader from a fire department. So. <laughs> One of those machines where you'll be able to see if there's humans anywhere, you know, fire people, fire people, the firefighters actually need that to distinguish humans from flames, you know, because so that, you know, because our humans have like a particular temperature. So it's easier for that machine to read and see if there's humans in the house. And he stole that in order to see if there's anybody in the house that he's about to break in, you know, so he seemed to be quite... A careful person and he didn't really want to hurt people to the physical level but he did hurt people because when people like break into your house you feel really bad because that's your privacy and somebody just walked in and did whatever so to some level he did hurt people you break into again homes and restaurants steal the owner's credit card information order something break back in collect his order and then go so he did this one thing yeah like this guy has he's ballsy he will do things that are ballsy it seemed like yeah he actually wanted quite a bit of attention by by his actions and stuff so he actually did this one thing with the restaurant where he broke in stole the credit card um information of the owner and then ordered a manual on how to fly planes and then he broke back in and then collected his order and just went his way into the woods to study how to fly planes that's wow <laughs> i don't know i just really liked it because you have people in pilot school or i don't know plane school studying how to fly a plane this guy just needed the manual and uh one of those video game simulators of how to fly a plane or whatever and he just did it okay so he had quite a bit of a passion of planes you know his mom even said that once he pointed at a plane and said that he could name um, the year it was made, the size of the engine, etc., etc. So he had quite a bit of passion, and it seemed like he took a lot of time to study them. He would read books, and he would play. Uh, he would, he played like play simulator on his laptop, and um, yeah, that's how he basically learned. So um, as he grew up, not really grew up, but like. Um, Later on, after his escape from the halfway house, he bring he broke into a shop and with like crowbars and broke ATMs and collected about ten thousand dollars once. He just walked away with a thousand dollars and all of this while barefoot. Like what that's why his name is Barefoot Bandit, because many of his uh, crimes were committed while he was barefoot. And I don't know, it kinda seemed to be loved by people, you know. So um, they described them to be island hopping is what people described it as. So he will go from island to island, driving, boat, whatever. And he actually got to Canada at one point and he got a ride from really two really nice guys who was just like, okay, this is a harmless kid. Let's just take him in our car and give him a bit of a ride and whatnot. And um, one of the guys started smoking weed and whatnot. 
I think he smoked a little bit as well. And then right after when he was a when they were about to kind of drop him off the morning afterwards, one of them just packed him lunch and then gave him about five to ten dollars and dropped him off. So it was really nice, you know. These two guys did not know who he was, by the way. And for some reason they didn't suspect anything, even though they kind of drove past this security place where they were quite like law enforcement and Colton like ducked so he wouldn't be seen. But these two guys still didn't suspect much and they were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Which I, honestly, if I take somebody in my car and the person ducks when they see the police, I don't know, you're just getting out of my car. I'm scared. Like, <laughs> am I harboring like a, like a fugitive or something like that? But that's basically what happened. Nobody really gave too much attention these two people were really nice also at one point which i don't know why i like this story so much at one point um while he was kind of like living in the woods he went back to his mom's house and he was hungry so the mom made him um, breakfast and made her you know really good special hash browns they sat down and they ate they talked and everything and then he left and then the police about 10 minutes later showed up at house were like have you seen your son and she was like, yeah, he just left. They were like, they, they got so angry at her. They're like, do you know that you, we could arrest you for doing this and that? He's a fugitive. She was like, he's my son. If he's hungry, I'm going to feed him. Okay, so they got, they got pretty angry at her. And it was, I don't know, I just found that kind of cute. It's not cute, the police is involved. Anyways, yeah. So he had, um, at one point, he actually stole a plane from Idaho. And then crash landed it somewhere. And the sheriffs were called on site. So actually, his crash landing wasn't that bad, you know. Because even... wasn't that bad, you know. Because even at one point, um, people were kind of complimenting the way he was landing the planes. I think I believe this was his first plane that he stole. So after studying it and everything, he just decided to steal one. And he crash landed it um, at an area. It's kind of dangerous, the, way, the place that he um, landed. And then sheriffs, police were called on site. But this is where it gets dramatic because state control, homeland security, SWAT crews with dogs, guns, rifle and everything, they all just show up. And it's like, this guy's a kid, man. <laughs> I don't know why you're showing up with guns and dogs when you're looking for a 17-year-old. You know, it, it had just felt so dramatic. Like I was listening to the documentary and I was like, Really? This is too much, in my opinion. The America, America seems really dramatic, or the world in general. So they actually had showed up to the place where the plane landed about two days ago, three days later. So that was useless. You know, the army coming out was very useless. It was two days later. He wasn't, he was like nowhere near that. So near the site, a couple um, had actually been called and Actually, wait, a couple was called by like the family member and was informed about the plane crashing. They were like, oh, you should go check it out because it crashed near your, near your house. So they go see the house and they realized that it had been broken into, some feet was missing and the passports were also missing. So of course they called the police and they're like, you know, this is what happened, come check it out. When the police get there, they kind of all just quiet down and they turn everything off. And um, as, as in like the, the sirens and everything and just wait because since they were near the woods they were suspecting that Colton would be somewhere there 
So they just waited for a few minutes or for a few seconds, wait seconds waiting for like a, a twig to break or just to hear somebody running. And they did. So they just all started charging towards the woods and whatnot. Everybody was running. <laughs> he actually did not. He, he actually had like a bag or like kind of like a purse with about $20,000 inside. And he couldn't get to take it with him because he was surprised they had to run away. And he even had the gun on him. I don't know where he got that, but he had the gun on him. And the, that was the first time that he has ever shown violence towards like the police or anybody because he actually has shot one of the deputies. He didn't hurt anybody, but that was the first time he had ever shown violence, which kind of puts him out of character, you know, um, which I don't blame him, to be honest. Because if you have an entire SWAT team following you, I think you'd be surprised, especially if you're a teen. I don't think you'd just be like, oh, casual. Hey, people are following me, you know? Yeah. So there were actually Homeland Security. There was this Homeland Security black helicopter with the most sophisticated people finding electronics. That's how they, they uh, described it. And they still couldn't find this child. I mean, this guy was making America look dumb. And people loved it, to be honest, you know? And uh, they were actually, like, at that same day, I believe, uh, they saw teams in the search for a suspect who was described. He was described as harmed and dangerous. I don't know about that one, but dangerous, I guess, because he had um, the gun. But I feel like that, that was a bit dramatic for a child <laughs> to be described that way. People actually seemed to love him. Um, they were making T-shirts and mugs and hats with his name on it. On it, the barefoot bandit. People were just like actually getting quite connected with him. He was making America look stupid. So people were like, "Yeah, yeah, I mess with this guy. He doesn't seem that bad." But then when people also started hearing about his childhood, they sympathized with him a lot more. They were like, "This was a, just a troubled kid, you know, who mm-hmm. was in the run because he. I don't know." But people saw, like, listened to his childhood, had a bad on the news or whatnot, and people like sympathize with them. You can't, you can't really hate a troubled kid, you know. So people became fans of him, and people started looking up to him like almost a a hero. And some of his acts will actually support this theory, this theory or this way that people look at him as a hero because he seemed to be an actual good guy apart from the stealing and all. Mm-hmm. So after stealing yet another plane, he drived um he drove to the shop where he kind of like dunked the surveillance into water tanks and then he drew footprints all over the floor and then at the start of the entrance, at the end of the footprints he just wrote Sia as in C Y A with exclamation mark at the end. So this was I really like that. I don't know, it's kind of mocking the police, mocking everybody that's looking for him because you have the FBI looking for you and they can't find you and they couldn't mm-hmm. catch you for about two years. Like imagine telling such a story to your, <laughs> to your children when you grow up. So yeah, he gets to a point where he decides to steal a boat. Okay. He stole a boat and then hopped from her island to the other. And, um, <clears throat> and at this point, people are getting quite serious about looking, looking for him. There was these people called bounty hunters who got involved i believe this is kind of like an organization just to look for people and they involved they got involved into a search for for carlton and they seemed 
I don't know. It's just kind of like I saw one of the meetings and one of the guys, one of the men stood up and was talking about, oh, we want him stopped. Of course, makes sense. He's burglarizing people. Some of us want him dead. That's when I was like, whoa, you want <laughs> you want a teenager dead because he stole your sandwich? Like, come on. Like, yeah. it doesn't. I feel like people were taking it deeper than it was. It should have, but yeah. I get that the stealing and everything, the invasion of privacy just feels really bad and everything. I've never been burglarized, I believe. So I don't really know how that feels, but I, I know that it feels horrible. No. But the dead bit, that's where I'm like, that's, remember, that's the child. You know, you don't want to kill a child. And um, one theory that people thought about um, as to why the FBI or the police couldn't find him, couldn't get him as fast, is that they were trying to not hurt him, you know, not shoot him or not just injure him in any way. Because the last thing you want is, oh, FBI officers or police officers shoot a 17-year-old, 18-year-old on the run. You know, people are going to hit you. People are going to fry you on the internet. Yeah. As they should, <laughs> but it's unfortunately something that happened quite a lot, you know. Um, unfortunately, also the like teens happened to die because of the police as well. And um, uh, an interview was done with his mother, and she was asked one question. A question was, um, "What would you get Carlton for Christmas if she had the chance, or something like that?" And she said, "A bulletproof, a bulletproof vest," which says quite a lot about the police in America. Mm. Okay. Because if your mom wants to give you a bulletproof vest, she must be quite very much worried that you're going to get killed by the yeah. people that are supposed to be protecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot more could have been done to help him instead of just catch him, catch him, you know, mm-hmm. maybe try and rehabilitate him. I don't know, therapy or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so... The bounty hunters were looking for him and uh, he was kind of like driving around, stealing cars, as he always does. And then he stops at this animal shelter place or a vet or something. And he wrote a note and donated $100. And the note said, drove by, had some extra cash. Please use this money for the care of animals. Colton Harris Moore, a.k.a. the Barefoot Bandit. And then wrote the address, um, Kamano Island, W.A. So that very much, this didn't help people to hate him. People even loved him more. They're like, oh, he's a criminal and he loves animals. <laughs> so basically some type of Robin Hood action. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood situation. <laughs> he was stealing from the bad and giving to the poor. But he didn't seem to be like stealing from people that were struggling. He went into people's houses that were like well off to make sure that he wasn't impacting you as much, may I say. But he was still impacting people. Burglary is a crime, don't do it. And it impacts people mentally more than it should, more than you think it does. So he did that. Um, I think that made him even more popular. People are just like, oh my goodness. He steals, but like he gives back to the animals. He likes animals. So <laughs> you have people writing songs about him as well, like, I recommend for anyone who's listening to this to go and listen to a few. They're not good, but you, yeah, just go listen to them. It's funny. So, yeah. So um, at one point he crossed the country and then left the trail of stolen cars. Okay. Because what he would do is steal a car, 
drive as far as he can with the car and then once the gas is finished he would pick up a car from there and then do it all over again like car drive stop car drive stop and whatever and he would jump from like airport airport to airport he had i believe he broke into six airports and you know jump from state to state because he was looking for like the perfect plane to you know carry out his his plan his next plan and actually did find this perfect plane quote-unquote perfect plane and that was in blooming blooming indiana yeah and he he flew from indiana all the way to the bahamas so that's quite a pretty long um fly i guess so he went all the way there and at this point there was like um ten thousand dollars like for a word for anybody with information to find him so it was getting pretty uh serious i guess it was serious already but people are getting more like adamant more i need to catch this guy we need to get him you know so yeah there was like ten thousand dollars for like reward anyone found him and at this point colton it just felt like he was exhausted and lonely because first of all he was so far away from home bahamas very far away from where he lived and You've been on the run for about two years. You must be very tired, you know, because he was in survival mode most of his life, most of the time. He would uh, be stealing food, eating the food and everything. I don't know why he went to the Bahamas, but maybe he went there just because Bahamas they described as like this paradise, you know. It's nice, the blue waters, the holiday vibes. Maybe that's why he went there. But I believe at this point he was really tired and kind of like just wanted to seek some kind of comfort. And it just felt really lonely. Um, actually, one of his friends and partners in crime um, said, was interviewed and said that Colton was addicted to um, adrenaline. You know, he loved chases. He loved feeling that thrill of just running away from the police and everything. So that's why sometimes... He, let's say that he liked chases he liked being chased in some way he was kind of, he liked taunting the police you know and um yeah that's why i feel like in some cases he wouldn't be so smart about like hiding away he would kind of just make it obvious and even just make it obvious you know to let people know and at one point he even went quiet for a couple of months and people were afraid no not really afraid but this time making up theories oh, maybe he's dead. Maybe he drowned. Maybe he fell somewhere and he died. And his mom became really worried and um, got to the police to write something on his site about, so that he could see it, that said, Colton, if you're still alive, just, like, show us his hand or something like that. And he did. He did. And the mom kind of, like, got reassured that, okay, my son is still alive. And also quite a bit of questions towards the mom about her parenting because, oh, how did your child like, turn out like this? Because um, many people, not many people, but like people close to them said that um, Colton's mom would say things to, against Colton, which a mom just should never say to her child. Okay, maybe these are insults, I believe, to be. Um, I didn't get any, any like um, examples of the things that she would say, but I believe these to be insults and people just, just didn't it didn't survive with them like why would the mom do say this to their own child and whatnot and um she replied i think to one of the questions she replied that 
um, not all children can be controlled. Like you can do your best. Yes, it is parents' job. But not every child can be controlled the way that you want them to in some way or the other. Which 100% get. But I think she could have done a lot more better at parenting, you know, at being a better parent towards him. Um, I don't know what she had going on in her own life or her own upbringing, but yeah, she could have done better, I believe. So, so um, yeah, he was at the Bahamas, he was chilling and whatnot, and he felt kind of lonely. At one point, he left, he went to a shop and asked the woman that was working there if he could plug in his laptop or something like that and talk to his mom, but he didn't have any money. And she was like, yeah, yeah, just do it, feel at home. And she then goes over to him and asks, do you want me to make a sandwich? And he replied with, I don't have any money. She was like, I'm offering you a sandwich. Do you want me to make you a sandwich? And he was like, yeah. So he made them, he made them a sandwich. Um, she, she made them a sandwich. He, he stayed there for a little bit and then he later on left. It seemed like a woman knew who he was. You know, she knew him. But she, have had, she has heard of his upbringing and she related to his mom because um, her husband had left her to raise their three kids or something. But she had help from other family members. But Cotter's mom didn't seem to have much help. So she sympathized with him and just didn't call the police because I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of messed up, you know. I mean, kind of messed up if she actually did call the police. But she took good care of him and then left him to go on his merry way so this is we're getting closer to when he gets caught so Mans is just becomes a genius and then steals a boat again right and then some yeah. of the guys <laughs> he steals a boat again and then um he one of the guys that were kind of like at the how do I say boat place I don't know they're just there they see like a white kid in a boat going about they were like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? What are you doing? So um, Colton actually goes near them and says, and reveals his identity, right? It's like, hey, I'm okay. Colton. Harry Small. I'm the barefoot bandit. Call the police. Call the FBI or something. I want to get a good chase. Like, literally, he said that <laughs> along those lines. And oh, the guy was acting dumb. He was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. Beth Obanda never heard of him because he wanted to get Colton to stop and then get on, like, get off the boat and then catch him and then call the police. But of course, yeah. that didn't work. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. And then Colton kind of like got sick of him and was like, I don't want to talk anymore. And then um, kind of like sped off. Now, the guy now calls his friends or something. The friend shows over, shows up, and then gets on a boat with other a bunch of his other friends and they start chasing the crap out of Colton. He was he seemed like he was having a little bit of fun, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit of fun being chased by these guys. And then one of his friends on the other boat pulls out a gun on him. And that's when Colton gets freaked out. Freaked out. So he just like speeds off, somehow just vanishes. Um <laughs> the guy that was actually driving um complimented him on his skills on a boat this is the thing that amazes me it's like even people that actually make flying and um going on a boat and, and everything as their career were actually complimenting colton you know like this guy seems to have had quite good skills 
the guy said. So um, he's pissed off. He got scared because of the gun that was shown. I don't know why he pulled out the gun. Maybe it was because to make him scared or... I don't know, maybe he actually wanted to shoot him. I'm not sure. But I, I'm going to lean towards the... To make him scared and stop. But yeah, he gets... um He drives off. He drives off. I don't know how to say with the boat. I don't know. He drives off with the boat. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so he speeds off. And he kind of like vanishes. And then gets off the boat, boat and just starts running. And he, he's kind of scared. So one of the security... Pa- one security people... Is um in the in the country is telling about how where he was running everything, and he says something along those lines of <laughs> along the lines of, and I saw a white kid running, and you know when a white kid runs, you know it's trouble, right? So I was like, that was kind of funny. I just loved when he said that. Uh, I said something along those lines. I loved it, and he um he was uh, trying to tell Colton like, oh what's what's wrong? What's wrong? And Colton was like, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. So he just ran away and he started running like after Colton, and then. He kind of goes near this bushes area. Um, near this bushes area, and uh, he calls the police, and it's like, oh, he's 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 in the bushes, like right here, and they tell him to quarantine the entire area. Actually, Colton wasn't in there. He had like run past there, I believe, or something, and yeah, that happened. So, what actually would make him to get caught is that he one night will sneak into another boat yet another one and kind of just let it flow away and people didn't really seem to have suspicion but then they started seeing this like boat floating away they were like wait that's that's not right why is it flowing away and then it just starts speeding off they're like oh shoot now we have to get on and follow this boat guy we need to follow Colton so the people the boat the boat people oh my goodness I don't know how to call them the boat people get on the boat with the police and security and whatnot, and they just start chasing him. And they start chasing him. He was going fast. They were going fast. And then at one point, he kind of just bumps into a, like, the boat's getting a bit shallow, and uh, there was sand underneath. Okay, so it means that he got blocked. He got stuck in there because it was shallow. Now, Colton looks towards the but with the police is on and then takes the gun that he had on on himself and then points it at his own head kind of like threatening them i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna kill myself okay so he's pointing the gun at his own head but but with his other hand he's kind of just trying to get himself away from the like sand bit where he's blocked you know so you could see the the gun pointing at his head and then he with his other hand he's trying to move away from where he's blocked and I think that's a very um, smart move because last thing you want is the police to be blamed, you know? Like, imagine he actually killed himself. Everybody needs to be like, the police could have done actually way more to stop him from killing himself. So I think this was a pretty good move. So we actually did get off that. And he did start driving off at one point. But then they opened fire and then started shooting at his boat. And that's when he surrendered himself and got arrested. So that's that. He got arrested at the age of 19 years old. And let me tell you, he was a big kid. He's he's a big kid. He was like 6'5 by 17 years old. Okay. So I believe that he was barefoot because to be silent wherever you went. Because, you know, you're a big kid. Nope. The odds are not for you. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, that's the story of uh, 
Colton Foyu. You know, he's um, I don't know. He seems like an okay kid. He, I feel like they could have been more done for him. Um, you know, people could have helped him, especially with his mental health, etc. I think they could have looked after him a little bit more instead of just just trying to catch him, trying to catch him. And yeah, he actually will grow up and would uh, start doing um, like motivational speeches. He will go on to podcasts and people speak to him and everything. Apparently, he doesn't like to be called the Barefoot Bandit anymore. I think it's because that, that chapter of his life is finished. Why call him the Barefoot Bandit still? You know, they just ended that instead of taking back. Like I listened to this um, podcast about these guys talking about him and they were like, oh, why doesn't he want to be called that anymore? Because, you know, if I were him, <laughs> I like that name or whatnot. Something along those, nice, those lines, basically trying to say that they, they would have kept that name and they would have made it into something endearing or something like that, endearing. But um, no, he doesn't like being called that anymore. Um, yeah, he even uh, posted kind of like this selfie that is like all over the internet. <laughs> and it was just him in the woods and he had this he took a selfie again it wasn't the best selfie this was like in the early 2000s in take good selfies so yeah that's his story and um yeah i actually really like this story i don't know it just excites me but it makes me a little bit okay yeah it is very like it actually is like something you watch on netflix like they should exactly. make a story out of this. They should make a movie out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- there's only documentaries. I haven't seen that there's a movie, but uh, there's quite a few documentaries about this. But if, if I don't know, this is a really but like cool a story. proper action movie out of this would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, this that would be cool to be honest. But um, even at one point, yeah, he had a dog that he would take with him, and the police found the dog like at a place where he would stay in the woods like with his tent and his equipment and everything and they saw the dog and took the dog away from him and then the mom the, the day later after they put the dog in like an animal shelter they were like give me back the dog and they were like no it's it's evidence what? okay <laughs> <laughs> is the, what do you mean a dog is the dog gonna get on the stand and speak like uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm all for the police. Like, well done, police, for doing your job. But just give the dog back. She's not right. going to kill it. She's not going to do anything. Also, if it's evidence. I don't even know if they use the dog for as evidence at the end of the day. That was kind of useless. I don't know why. I, I didn't like that bit. Just yeah. give the flipping dog back, honestly. But, yeah, I think it, it's a cool life. We look at it and we're just like, oh, that's so cool. But I, I, I think that would have been quite exhausting like mentally and physically yeah being on survival mode at all times you know i think the parts that we're like oh that's so cool he he might have not even been happy because he then later on gets diagnosed with um depression and add and intermittent explosive disorder yeah so basically that is when he has like um outburst of violence and anger and those are like just really um impulsive they're not premeditated you just like will get angry and get violent or not <clears throat> so he had that and it actually makes sense and i feel like 
he wanted quite a lot of attention because why would he go to that guy and then introduce himself as the beautiful bandit this is who i am this is my government name called the fbi on me you know he i think he wanted quite a bit of attention a lot of adrenaline because when he went to the bahamas i believe at that point he was quite lonely and you know exhausted at one point so yeah maybe he did want to put an end to this crazy chase and this crazy escaping situation but yeah people fell for him nobody really hates him i don't he seems like a cool guy that i would like to interview to be honest i don't know if he would like to be interviewed but he seems like a cool guy i think he had um a twitter at one point but i believe he deleted it i tried to find this twitter but i couldn't find i could just find a bunch of people acting like trying to be him <laughs> a bunch of people with his pictures his profile as the profile pictures but yeah so that's that and um yeah i kind of, I kind of really like this i hope you guys um enjoy today's podcast um if you want to you can share your ideas on our instagram account or by email if you have anything you want to um any cases that you want us to cover up on this podcast then you can definitely email us and give us ideas so yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode this was a little bit of a shorter episode and a less intense one from the previous one i think we started off a little bit strong so here's a fun one for everybody so yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a good day yeah that's it bye bye bye